0: We began some weeks ago on a series that we're calling Exceedingly Growing Faith, and we've uh, gone into some detail about faith, hindrances to faith, and uh, why faith is little. We, We saw examples of no faith. Little faith and great faith. Which one you want? Great. <laughs> Does everybody have great faith? No. Well, how are you going to have great faith when a lot of folks don't? I'm glad you want to know. Because <laughs> that's exactly what we're going to get into. Go with me, please, to Romans, the fourth chapter. Romans 4. Let's look at our main text on this. Romans 4 and 19. Talking about Abraham, who is held up as a premier example of faith in the Word of God. Abraham had and has, he's alive today, just not down here, great faith, amazing faith. And we are, by faith in Jesus, we are the children of Abraham. It said, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he's about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. It lets us know he was not weak in faith. So you can be weak in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God he considered not the contradictions in his body and Sarah's body to what God said and therefore he staggered not now the word stagger could also be translated waver he didn't waver didn't stagger because he didn't consider the things that contradicted God he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was what strong, strong. In faith. Strong in faith. Now. An interesting thing here. If you look up these words. It could be translated. He waxed strong. In faith. He waxed strong. And that indicates. Progression. Doesn't it? Strong. Stronger. 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 Strongest. Waxed. Strong means he kept getting stronger. Your faith is dynamic. It's active. It's not at the same place all the time. You can be strong in faith in an area years ago and over a period of time become weak in faith in that same area. You can be weak in faith in an area Might call it your weakest area, but over a period of time, it can become the area where your faith's the strongest in. But it doesn't just stay at the same place. Each day, it's moving one way or the other. And uh, why is that? Well, we're going to get into that in more and more detail, but it has to do with the basic things of what you feed and what you exercise. If you feed your faith and you exercise it, it'll increase. It'll grow. It'll get stronger. If you starve your faith, if you feed your fears, if you feed your worries, then faith will fade and fear will get stronger. Whatever you feed gets stronger. It said he was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded why would you say fully persuaded because you can be partially <laughs> remember the king said when Paul was testifying he said almost you persuade me to be a Christian he said well I wish you was almost and altogether." so there's people bless their hearts it's sad you know, they're, they're almost persuaded to go to church, <laughs> almost persuaded to read their Bible and pray some, but they're just not completely convinced because they won't let their self be convinced. Faith is a choice. Believing is a choice. You hear sometimes people use the incorrect phrase, they'll say, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I just can't believe that. That's an untrue statement. I don't care who made it. There's no such thing as you can't believe something. By very nature of what faith is, faith is not based on anything you see or anything you feel or even understanding. It's just a choice. So instead of saying, I can't believe it, it would be accurate to say, I choose not to believe that. Maybe you're telling somebody something and they look at you and go, I just can't believe that. They're saying, I I hear you talking and I see you, but I don't believe you. I choose not. Well, you could choose to believe. We need to doubt the devil and believe God. Right? There are a lot of things that come your way. You need to doubt it. You need to go, no, I I don't believe that. Well, where your body's concerned. Dear me, if I believed every feeling I ever had. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I mentioned this. Uh, some of you, I'm sure, weren't weren't here for that. But oh, it's been a year or two ago. There was a history of severe heart problems in my family, the men in my family, and my uh, my granddad had terrible heart problems from the time he was middle-aged and had to have open heart surgery and all that kind of stuff and and my dad had heart attacks and and he uh uh actually left early uh with this and uh, I'm I'm a believer I I know about faith I know about being redeemed uh, and yet I had symptoms a- a- as uh, early as 15 years ago you know I'd have heart symptoms, things that would, sometimes something would just hit me, and then I'd feel things, and I'd think, hmm, you know, <laughs> and I'd cast it down, and, and, and uh, you know, what what do you do? Well, after a while of that, and sometimes it was alarming. I mean, it was alarming stuff, really distracting, and uh, I, of course, I fly, I'm, I'm in the plane. At that time, I was in a plane by myself a lot of times, and and. um uh, of course, you got people in the back, and folks are depending on you and know, all that kind of thing. And, and I, I felt impressed to go get some, um, uh, oh, what do they call them, where they put that stuff in your veins, and they put you through that big scanning machine, and they can see everything in, you, in your heart. And, and uh, so I did, and the Lord helped us to get with this really good uh, doctor and one of the top in his field. And so uh, they did, and they looked my heart inside and out, and they put all that stuff in there. And um, he came back out. and Of course, the enemy's telling me, yeah, you got problems, you got problems, you got problems. And, 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 I, and I didn't accept it. I, I got no reason to believe that. Amen. Amen. Somebody say so you got symptoms. Symptoms can lie. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I need to deal with something, I'll deal with it. But I'm not going to believe a bad thing just because of a feeling. Come on, are y'all with me or not? This is important. This is important. Over the years, I've had all kinds of stuff like this, and I know you have too. It's just the nature of where we live, it's the nature of our bodies. And bless some people's hearts, if they have a feeling or a symptom to them, that's the truth. And they will pursue it until they prove it's as bad as they thought it might be. <laughs> Not realizing it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. How do you know it was that bad until you accepted it? You don't know. So I, uh, uh, we, we did through the, the test and everything. And, and the doctor comes in. He's looking at it. He says, now how old are you? And I guess at that time I was 55. And he said, uh, he said, you got the heart of a 16-year-old. He said, I don't remember when I've seen any better. Well, what's all these symptoms? Come on, do you see that? What is, I, And is, I'm not, I'm not making these things up. These things were alarming. What's all these symptoms? The enemy is doing his best. To cut the ministry off. And to put fear in me. Because it's close to me. What happened to my dad. What happened to my grand. Come on can you see this. That's close to my thinking. And my experience. And he'll work on you. To get fear in you. And then if you'll receive the fear. And start believing it. And start saying it. Your fears will come on you. He has a right. But. I I don't know what happened. Either God touched my heart. It, It looks like he did. Because elsewise. Why would it be that good? I mean that's just. That's better than normal. Right? So at some point. God did something to my heart. So that the DNA problems. From previous generations. No longer applied. But the enemy. Is trying to get me to believe. Some bad stuff. To contradict what God had done for me. He's a sorry, low down, isn't he? He's a sorry, low down rascal. But it's our fault if we let Him convince us of these fears and embrace things and believe things. You just need to be led about what you do with this kind of thing, but do not. Believe, just based on a feeling, just based on a symptom, just based on, we, we've marveled in the churches at the reports that'll come in. People say, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? What happened? They're dead. They died. Who said? And sometimes people get, they, oh, they get so, you know, upset. We've learned over the years, which is, if you see us, you may wonder why I respond. We'll just look at you like, really? <laughs> why? 'Cause we don't believe it. Amen. We, I don't believe a bad thing until I know the truth about it. Come on, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And even then I'm ready to believe God to make a miracle. Is that right to, to change it? But I'm not just gonna go, Oh, it's terrible, oh it's terrible. Amen. Come to find out, they're not dead. Amen. How many times have we And people say, Oh man, they, they you know, they, they they had an accident, they had their arm cut off and Come to find out, they had to get stitches in the finger. I'm not exaggerating. You hear this kind of stuff? That's how the enemy is. He is a fear pusher. He's a fear pusher. And he always exaggerates and lies and blows it out. And every kind of little feeling you have, you'll have a little, what what is that? Oh, it's a terminal disease. (laughs) Got three weeks to live. (laughs) If you go, no, 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 that ain't it. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. He keeps backing up to whatever you will accept. And if you accept it and you believe it and you start saying it and you start dreading it, you're in trouble. But even if there was a problem, if you won't accept that it has to be that way, God can do a miracle. I'm convinced he did a miracle in my heart. I don't know when. I don't even know when or where. But uh, it sure was a happy day. Yes, it was a good report, man. Amen. To get confirmation. Yeah. But then I thought, all those dumb symptoms. You dumb devil. Get out of here. Yes. I'm going to live. Yes, sir. I'm going to run my race. Yes. I'm going to finish my entire course. Yes. With long life. He will satisfy me and show me his salvation. That's the the last verse in Psalm 91. And all the previous verses go with it. You know why he made it to long life? Because the arrow that flew by day didn't get him. The pestilence that wasted at night, noontime, didn't get him. Come on, is that, you see what we're talking about? The disease, the accidents, the violence didn't get, he made it through all of that and got old. When the Bible calls you old, you old. Old. With long life he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. And you don't have to be weak. And decrepit. That's right. mm-hmm. You don't have to be. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to lose. Your mental faculties. That's right. mm-hmm. Or your memory. Mm-hmm. People say well yeah. But it's just. It's DNA and it's this. No mm-hmm. honey you're a child of God. Yes. You're not limited to that. God can do things beyond that. He can do things and wants to. If you read in Deuteronomy 28, you'll find that problems of the mind are part of the curse of the law. And if you read in Galatians 3, you'll see that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Is it true or not? It's true. We haven't been given the spirit of fear. And the spirit of fear is connected to this stuff. You get afraid. You're not going to be yourself. You get afraid you're going to lose your mental faculties and your memory, you get afraid, you start drawing it to you. You pull it to you like a magnet. I want everybody in the house, everybody watching online, I want you to release some faith right now and you're not playing. Say right. out loud. According to, According to Deuteronomy 28, problems in the brain, problems in the, brain, problems in the mind, problems are part, part of the curse of the law. According to Galatians 3, to Galatians 3 Christ, Christ has redeemed me, has redeemed me from, the curse of the law. from the curse of the law. He didn't give me, he didn't give me the, spirit of fear, the spirit of fear, but I have, but I have the, spirit of power the spirit of power and love and, love and a sound. And mind. mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to declare something. Now, this won't make any difference with you if every time you have a symptom you panic over it and you get in fear and start talking over it. If a symptom, I've seen people, bless their hearts, they forgot something. And they said, you know, look, I'm slipping. I'm I'm losing things. I've seen 18-year-olds. Forget the same thing. Don't fall for these tricks. So you forgot something. Big deal. Join the club. Right? Doesn't mean you're losing your mental faculties. Now your mind is spiritual. It's not physical. Your brain is not your mind. If your body was buried and decomposed, you'd still have your mind. Your mind is spiritual. It's part of your eternal being. It does not age and wear out. Now, here's here's a a marvelous thing about it. There's no limit to what your mind can understand and learn. People try to equate the mind with the brain. The mind is not the brain. People feel like, well, I I think I got every cell full of something. I can't learn anymore. Oh, that's just dumb. The brain is simply the physical organ that the mind can express itself through in the physical realm in this life. And if need be, your your brain is a physical organ like your kidneys, like your heart, like your lungs. It can be healed. Mm -hmm. Now your mind, that's spiritual. If you need something for that, that's the Word of God fixes that. Faith fixes that. Joy and peace fixes that. Love fixes that. And if there were some issues with your brain, you know how quickly God could touch your little brain? You know how quickly the light of God could just go over your your little brain cell? Next thing you know, there's just new cells there. Problem solved. All things are possible to him that believes or her that believes. Now I, want you, I wanted you to say that other part so that you can say this. Based on what we just said, based on the Word of God, I want you to say this out loud. I want you to say it strong. Say it in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. I will never, I will never lose, my mind. lose my mind. I will never. My mind will be strong, will be strong. my entire life. I had an aunt who was ninety-something years old. The last time we, we talked with her, she's going home to be with the Lord now. She could tell you the entire family tree. She could tell you this is so and so's kids and when they were born and who their parents were and who their I'm talking about the entire family tree with dates. In her nineties. Don't tell me you got to get fuzzy. No way. <laughs> People accept stuff they shouldn't accept. They believe stuff they shouldn't believe. I'm well convinced. If I'd have grabbed my chest and said, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. You know, like, like daddy, like grandpa. I, you know, I'm glad I had a few years here. I, 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 don't, I, I wouldn't. Might not even be here right now. But what if, if there was something, God fixed it. <laughs> Glory to God. Heart of a 16 year old. Man, y'all may get tired looking at me. Huh? Who knows how long I may be around. <laughs> well, the same needs to be said about you. You have the same God. You have the same healer. You have the same Holy Spirit in you. You've been redeemed from the same stuff. Do not accept feelings, symptoms, reports. Don't just accept it and go, well, that's how it has to be. Not how it has to be. All things are possible with God. And all things are possible to him or her that believes. And you are a believer. You're a believer. Thank you, Lord. And none of that is in my notes anywhere So let's go to the next part here. (laughs) Go with me. If you would over to. Matthew 8. For time's sake. Well somebody needed to hear that this morning. We have a healer. We have a miracle worker. Thank you Lord. In. the scripture we see, like we've already noticed, faith can be little or faith can be strong. Weak or strong, little or great. And uh, we've talked uh, quite a bit about what causes faith to be little and what hinders. I want us to begin to get into what causes it to be great. You ready for that? Because you told me you don't want to be in that other category anyway. You, you want to be in this one. So we're going to talk about your category. Amen. Amen. Big faith, That's right. great faith category. Yeah. <laughs> and we see two examples in the gospel accounts where Jesus called people's faith great. And the reason they're there is to teach us about what great faith is and, and how it comes, how it works. So we're going to get into these and believe God to open our eyes to see it like we prayed. In uh, Matthew 8, go there please to the uh, 8th verse and we'll begin to back up a little bit. We're talking about the centurion who was a a Roman soldier, a a leader, might call him an an officer. And... uh, He received a great miracle from the Lord. Let's back up to verse 5. Jesus was entered into Capernaum when he was. There came to him a centurion. Now everybody say centurion. centurion. They were occupied by the Romans. The Romans had conquered the known world. And one of the big reasons was because of their military. They had developed a military that was unequaled in those days. Because of their strategies, because of their cohesion, they conquered army after army after army. And this is not just a foot soldier, he's a centurion. He's over perhaps a hundred soldiers and uh you didn't get that by being a bad soldier so he proved himself on the battlefield with valor and courage and man i mean uh, you know our guys have have it challenging today but some of it has become remote today uh, It's still you know i'm not i'm not underestimating it it's it's challenging but in those days you had to look a man in the eye That's right. While you plunged a sword through him. And he's trying to do the same thing to you. You couldn't even shoot. You didn't even shoot at each other from across the way. I mean this is up close and personal. And so he's been. uh, No doubt he's been injured. No doubt what has happened. But he is successful. In the greatest military in the world. At least in some measure. And uh, now he's reaching out to Jesus there came a a centurion beseeching him. We see right here the beginning of great faith. Great faith respects God. Won't you say that out loud? Great faith faith respects respects God. God. Respects him, respects his word, respects his spirit, respects his church, his ministers, his people. You show me somebody with strong faith, I'll show you someone that respects God. You can't separate the two. Now, we have a big problem in our society with lack of respect. We have multiple generations of, that have grown up without it. We've got parents, children that don't know respect and honor because their parents didn't demonstrate it or teach it to them. They didn't demonstrate it because their parents didn't demonstrate it to them. And some things have been lost. Actually, we're reaping the results of the rebellion of the 50s and 60s. Where everything was counted common, and granted, you know, some folks in authority were making some mistakes, but that doesn't justify discounting and disrespecting authority. According to Romans, to do so is to disrespect God Himself. But this man is an occupier of Jesus and His people, He could have sent soldiers. To bring Jesus to him. Can you see this? He could have demanded. What he wanted out of him. Or arrested him. Or probably killed him. But. This man has faith. As we're going to see. Which is why he's in the book. And faith. Doesn't try to force. Faith. Isn't rude. Rebellious. Disrespectful. Faith. Faith. Shows honor. So he comes. Beseeching him. Beseeching is asking. Not telling. Beseeching. Even a a plea. You could say. Verse 6. He said Lord. 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 He didn't have to call him Lord. He, He has to. Refer to Caesar in some ways. His commanding officers over him in some ways. But this traveling preacher. (laughs) This is why he's in the book. Lord. My servant. Lies at home sick of the palsy. Grievously tormented. And Jesus said. I'll come. And heal him. Wow. Wow. Did you know Jesus never said, I won't heal? He never said, it's not God's will. He never said, it's not time. Never. And yet entire doctrines are built like this. It's not always God's will. Where's the scripture? Show us one time. Jesus ever told, or any of the apostles or disciples ever said, well, this one's not the will of God. In order for something to be scriptural, you need something for it. Scripture. Scripture. Yeah. <laughs> there would have been at least one where he said, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I wish I could help you, but it's not God's time for you, and he's working something out in your life, and it's just not his will. You cannot find that. In the New Testament. You can't find it. And yet, millions of Christians believe that more than they believe the Word. That's what he also said your traditions have made the Word of God of none effect. He always said, I will. I will. Lord, if it's your will, he said, I will. Here's a man, he doesn't know. He's not a rabbi, he's not a disciple. He's a rough, scarred, order-barking centurion. He's a man who's seen blood and mud and guts, the ugly side of life. But he has respect. He shows honor. Oh, if you honor him, he will, is Jesus honoring this man when he immediately, without any further information, says, I'll come. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Somebody say respect. respect. I had the privilege of ministering in healing school at Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry for a number of years. And uh, it was interesting dealing with healing every day, dealing with people that needed healing every day. You saw some of these things. Who got help, who didn't, who responded well and quickly and, and who didn't. I know there was a a person came up one time and uh after the service I had spoken and and they uh they had a list of stuff. <laughs> And they said, Well, I just got here. It was Monday, the healing school. The healing school went Monday through Friday, and then next week it'd start again. And they said, These are the things that you need to do for me <laughs> to help me, you know, to get healed. And I mean they had I don't it looked like it was twenty five things on there and I was supposed to do a certain amount of praying and a certain amount of fasting and yeah. a certain amount of time spend with them personally one on one and all this stuff and and uh, and and I said, Well uh no <laughs> He said no. said no, I said no. I said no I'm not gonna do that. They said, Well, I come here to get help, and, and, um, and then they went on to tell me how that they were a partner with Brother Hagen's ministry, and they, were, they knew things about faith when my mom was still changing my diaper, because and, and, I was a lot younger back then, too, and, and uh, my first thought was, if, we, if you know so much about faith, what are you doing here trying to get help, you know, but I didn't say that, and, uh, <laughs> but I, what, what, are, what are we seeing? Total disrespect. And I didn't have anything to give them. It's just I'm searching my heart how to help them. And there's nothing there. Because God resists the proud. But gives grace to the humble. You don't come to him telling him what to do. Now I'm not the Lord. But in that situation I represented him. And the Lord said, you receive those whom I send; you receive me. If you don't receive them, you don't receive him. He's very big on delegation. People imagine that they got all this respect and honor for God, but they treat people so rudely and crudely and disrespectfully. The truth is, your respect for God is shown in your respect for people. If it's not there with people, it's not there with God, no matter what you imagine it to be. And, you know, eventually they stayed there a while. Thank God they, they made them mad and they stomped off. And But after a while they began to see some things and their hearts began to change and they got some help. But there's been some other places. I, I tra- I've traveled for decades now. And some places you go to, the meetings are a lot better than other places. And, and why is that? I've been to some places where... Uh, They forgot Phyllis and I were coming. And this was before we had our own plane, which is one reason we have our own plane now. (laughs) And we get our own transportation and that kind of thing. But we were left sitting in the airport of a major city for hours. I guess it was four hours, maybe three or four hours. And uh, there was some shady looking characters around there. When everybody left, you know, after the flights were done, we thought, this is not a good place for us to be. And we didn't know where to go. But supernaturally, through a word of knowledge, we found them. We didn't have their current information. And, of course, that was our fault. And anyway, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. F- sorry. And the meetings were hard because there was no preparation spiritually. You could see that because there wasn't the preparation naturally. And there wasn't a respect. And you could feel it with the ministers and the people. They were like, we've heard some of the best. Who are you? Wow us. Well, you you can't. When there's that lack of respect, the utterance won't be there. The anointing won't be there because it's not just lack of respect for people. It's lack of respect for God. The God who called the people who anointed the people, who sent the people. If you don't receive whom he sends, you don't receive him. This is nowhere more true than Jesus himself. The Father has sent Jesus. If you don't receive him, you disrespect God. And this is true down the line. Then there's other places you can tell. When you get there, they're respectful. I'm not talking about making a big deal out of a man our flesh making a big deal out of the word, making a big deal out of the Holy Spirit, out of the anointing, out about ministry. And oh man, there's places I've been, I had not been on the ground for 15 minutes. And because of the respect, God starts giving me things. Start getting revelation, start getting direction, start getting uh, even gifts of the spirit. Strong faith is inseparable from great respect. And if you didn't grow up in it. Don't despair. You can learn. You can learn when to be quiet. You can learn how to respond. You can learn how to show deference. How many want to learn about the honor of God. And honor him. And honor his things. You can't develop great faith. Without this. They go hand in hand. So anyway. This centurion humbly requests from the master, calling him Lord. And Jesus honors him by saying, let's go. We'll do it. I'll come and heal him. Is Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever? Does he still say the same thing? Is he no respecter of persons? Will he do for one what he'll do for another? If you'll do what they did. Yes, if you'll do what he did. Verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, again, Uh Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. He's not a religious man, may not be a temple going man, I don't know. He's going, no, Lord, you, you don't even need to come. But speak the word only. This is respect for Jesus. And this is respect for his word. Speak the word only. And we'll see what happens. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we hope something more. Now, my servant shall be healed. Now, his servant, he just got through saying is in bad shape. Grievously tore me. This man is in terrible pain. He's in a, in a bad way, physically. I guess near death. And yet he's confident. He'll be fine. He'll be healed. You don't need to come to my house. You don't need to travel. Speak the word only. Somebody say, "Speak, Speak the word, the word, only. word only. only." What is this? This is respect. This is respect for Jesus. This is respect for his place. His spiritual place. He didn't know he was the son of God. But he had heard about what he had been doing. Obviously had come across some people who had been healed or delivered or something. And God gave him enough understanding to realize this is a holy man. This is a prophet of God. This is a man of God. He couldn't have known he was the son of God. But he knew these things. Or he, he believed these things. And so he respects him. He calls him Lord. He might have, could have gotten in trouble militarily for calling a Jewish person Lord. Because these emperors set themselves up sometimes as living gods. You're only supposed to worship there. But he risked it, whatever it was. And he said, speak the word only. Verse 9, for, and he explains why he feels this way. I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. What he's saying is I have commanders over me and I have people under me in rank And in authority. And I say to this man. Go. And what happens? He says well. I'm busy right now. I don't know. No honey. This is the Roman military we're talking about. You don't give excuses. You don't explain anything. You don't ask questions. You get it in gear. You move. I say go. What happens? He goes I say come He comes I tell my servant this would include the sick one do this what happens He does it we live in a world that despises this I ain't nobody's slave nobody orders me around tells me what to do that's right, including God. And it's a big problem. Big problem. We're supposed to even endure hardness as good soldiers. We're supposed to have a mentality of endurance like a soldier would. So much of the army of God is sad. Uniform, unbuttoned. Shoes not shined. Weapon belt, unbuckled. I need to be healed, Lord. By my stripes, you're healed. I know it says that. But I hurt. And this and that. And I just don't feel like it. And I tried, but I can't. Sloppy. No respect for authority. Friends, we need to be dressed. Breastplate of righteousness. Helmet of salvation. Loins girt with truth. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Sword of the Spirit. Shield of faith. Permission to be healed, sir. He says, you are healed, sir. Thank you, sir. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh somebody say that's it. That's it. If that's not it. The faith is not there. Because the respect is not there. The respect is not there. He said I tell my soldier go. And buddy he gets gone. I say come. And he don't mess around. He comes. I tell my servant do this. And he does that. And not something else. And when Jesus heard it. He marveled. Now, you don't read this all the time. Jesus did what? Marveled. He did what? How do you express that? Jesus looks around. He goes, my, my, my. Now, boys, that's what I've been talking about. That's some real faith. He uses it as an opportunity to teach his own staff. Here's one of the most surprising things. Oftentimes, you won't find great faith where you think you would. And you will find it in places you don't think you would. You wouldn't pick a rough soldier. Order-barking sergeant. As somebody that Jesus would marvel over their faith. Hadn't been to Bible school. Is not a reverend. Can't read the ancient languages. And yet Jesus marveled. He said to them that followed. That's his bunch and that's everybody there that day. He said verily I say to you I have not found so great faith not in Israel. This guy is a Roman soldier. Right. That's right. The, the Israelite folks hate him. You're going to tell me we got a Roman soldier, got more faith than all the disciples? Yes. yes. Than the rabbis? Yes. yes. All Israel. Yes. Right. Not in Israel. Right. Hadn't found them in Israel. This is amazing. I said, this is amazing. Great faith. The Greek word is megas. Megas. It means big. It means big or of great level, high level. is big faith. Strong faith. High faith. Verse 11. I say to you, Many will come from the east and west to sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Folks, you wouldn't think. Children of the kingdom will be cast out. People it should have been in, they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. Does the centurion know what to do? He just got an order. Yeah. What do you think he's going to do? Yeah. He's going to hook them. Is that right? Yeah. Go your way. And just like you believed. So be it done unto the, I believe the centurion probably smiled from ear to ear. That's the word he wanted to hear. He wanted to hear the command. He wanted to hear the order. Oh, hallelujah. Can you see the respect? Can you see the honor? Can you see the submission? Can you see the readiness to obey no matter what you understand or don't understand? This is great faith. And anybody can have it. Hallelujah. Anybody can have it. That's willing to be like this and operate like this. Go your way. I believe the centurion came to attention. Don't you believe? Go your way. He braced. Go your way. As you have believed. So be it. There must have been a thank you sir. Somewhere in. Thank you sir. And then he got himself headed out. And what happened? Come on what happened? What happened? Yeah, but he's about dead. If you'd have diagnosed his case, who knows what would have been wrong with him? How long it would have been that way? He's in bad, bad shape. And now what? His servant was healed in the self-same hour. The same hour they had this conversation and the command came forth. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you want this kind of faith? Can you have this kind of faith? It's within your reach. It's within my reach. Stand on your feet everybody. Oh glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm stirred up about this. How about you? If the Lord never changes. And he doesn't. And he's no respecter of persons. And he isn't. That means he would say the same thing about you. How many would like the master to remark about you? That's good faith. That's great. Maybe he'd use the word. Megas. Megas faith. Hallelujah. Would that bless you? Not only would it bless you. It opens up for what you desire to come to pass it opens up for God's power to be able to be manifested to accomplish he said as you believed that's how it's going to be done to you hallelujah close your eyes and just lift up your heart toward the Lord tell the Father say Father I believe believe. teach me me. about great faith Teach teach me about honor about submission, about respect for you, for your word, about obedience, acting on your word with full persuasion, no hesitation, no doubt. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I trust you. Oh, praise God.